Well, good morning, everybody. I am so excited to be here. Three friends, the word and a song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and I am the host of the More Than a Song podcast. And I have with me, or we're all together, all three friends, Joel Archery from the Theology of Music podcast and Vince Wright from the Breantest.com. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. He couldn't help himself. I couldn't. No one's even, no one tuned in for that. That was just for me. That was just for us yeah. or for those who like to watch a replay. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, I'm very excited to be here with you guys. And uh, we had a little chat just to make sure all the technology was working before we got started. And uh, we're exci excited to be together from uh, yeah. three different places in the United States and um, hanging out together and talking about Jesus and the word and a little Christian music. And so um, I'm excited that everyone's here. What are you guys' thoughts coming in today as we're letting people join live? What, what are your thoughts, Vincey? Mr. Wright? Oh, you've asked me first. Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm very grateful that we're able to do this podcast together. Uh, I know that I've been on Joel's Theology of Music twice. Um, and I know that you guys had done one together. Um, and so it's, it's just, it's, I'm very grateful and very thankful that uh, we're able to discuss this song. This is something that we haven't, at least I'm, uh, and so far as I'm aware, none of us have ever examined uh, I Will Trust the Savior Jesus by Cindy Light. And I'm very happy and very grateful to be able to, uh, to do this with both of you. Yeah, I, I, I will echo that sentiment. Uh, it's just cool. It's really cool. I know I shared the little meme, but it's true. I mean, I, I don't think any any of us three thought this was something that was going to happen even just like a year ago because I know like Vince and I had done something, you and Vince had done something, then you and I had done something. and it, But even then, it was still self-contained. And this was more, hey, we kind of, we all have the same goal in mind, right? Mm -hmm. You know, even just... If you just look at the title of this live stream, right? It's the it's the word in a song, and that's Vince's goal is to show the biblical, you know, quality of a song. Yours, Michelle, is to show, hey, this is the scripture that this is talking about, and there's how you can take that and really let it dwell within you richly, as Colossians mm -hmm. says, right? Yeah. And then mine is I'm gonna look at the song a little bit more in depth of from a songwriter's perspective but even then i'm still going to go pull from that and say here's the doctrinal or theological standpoint that it shows and then here's what it means for you just in your daily life and so it's kind of cool like we're all three of us are touching on various parts of something similar and it's really cool for us to now come together you know you said in the beginning when uh, when you wing it people said you would say it or whatever people say i say really cool a lot i just <laughs> like life okay really i'm cool. live laugh love that's that's my my whole demeanor okay but it is awesome. It's awesome for us to be together. And now I think it's a very holistic way for us to now examine this song. Well, I'm so thankful that um, we're together and I'm thankful we do have a few live viewers. I do want to let you know that if you are here, you can let us know. We can see them in the comments. Like we've got Michael Glenn is here saying good morning from Cincinnati. Uh, my friend Jessica Etheridge is here from uh, Louisiana. Uh, my husband mm -hmm. checked in. It looks great. So thanks Ron, to everyone. Thank you. I know. Thanks, Always Ron. such a good encouragement there, Ron. <laughs> such a man. So we don't want to waste anybody's time. I know no. as we're getting in, um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, Joel, you did a little recap, but individually, let's talk a little bit about 
what our take is, um, because we each have a different perspective and what, what we do kind of, what do we do on our podcast or blogs? And then a little bit of the why I'm going to go ahead and start and then I'll throw to you Vince, but I do my more than a song podcast and, um, I, uh, it is a weekly podcast. I've been doing it for a while. Um, for you youngins out there, I mean, Joel's like in awe that I've been doing it since 2014 because that's a really long time. That's just impressive for anyway. Doesn't matter how old <laughs> you are. That's just impressive. An original, an original podcaster. Uh, my goal is to inspire you to read God's word for yourself. I do that by just kind of meeting you where you are. If you're listening to Christian music on the radio, let's grab those songs as inspiration and then jump into the word of God. And so my big why is I really, really want people to read their Bibles for themselves. And I want to give them some tools to help them do that because I realize that it's really, um, it's a daunting task. And I think sometimes people just don't know where to start. And then even if they say, okay, go read John, but they don't really know how. Um, and so I try to give some tips and tools along the way to help you do that. So that's yeah. really, but my, again, my why is just, I believe that if you can get in the word, then the Lord will speak to you through it. Mm. It's his revealed word. And so I'm just trying to facilitate that process. And um, it's really less about what I have to say and more about what God's word has to say. So that's yeah. really my why. Amen. All right, Vince, your turn, buddy. How do you approach things and what's your why? All right. So uh, thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, I run a website called The Brand Test, where just like the brands did in Acts 17, who compared the words of Paul to scripture to see if what he was saying is so, I do the same thing with song lyrics. I look at them, I look at the lyrics, I analyze them, look at the message, the biblical accuracy. So um, I also look at to see what unbelievers might think about this. And uh, I put this all into a, a neat little package, uh, complete with scripture verses on all of the lyrics that uh, that are contained therein. Uh, the, the reason why I, I do this is I started to realize more and more that I'm creating a community of believers who are of one mind, trying to do the same thing that I am, to take a look at the lyrics, to see if they're, if they're biblical or not. Uh, and a lot of people have used my content to decide if they would like to continue to have these songs in their congregations or not. Uh, and so I'm very grateful to be able to create something that's helpful to other people. Yeah. I love that. I use it. I use your, uh, your posts a lot of times to um, inspire uh, chunks of scripture, areas that I want to go in. So, um, oh, yeah. That's why we're friends. I love that we I appreciate that. We Thank all you. like we all use Vince basically. Oh yeah, Vince he's like major. I'm just used. <laughs> like so, if we're utilized so to my podcast, yes. right? Oftentimes, I will use the Brian test because I go, okay, hold on. Uh, I need. I just need to. I'm looking at this first. Where's the scripture from? And I and then I'll see what Vince says, right? And I'll I'll use that when I'm doing my research for songs. And so I love that. I mean, that's. So my podcast is a little bit more of it's. It, I feel like it's a more of a deep dive into the songwriting and musical aspect of songs, right? So I'll I'll look at lyrics and not necessarily just go, oh, is can I find this in scriptural? Scripture, I'll even just kind of say, is does this make sense, right? Is it clear? Because all of us will agree, it's really easy to just listen to a song and sing the words because the song makes you feel good, right? Music is supposed mm -hmm. to create a reaction. Mm -hmm. That's what music does. God created music to help our hearts align with our minds, right? And so it reinstates the truth within our minds. But oftentimes songs rely on the music 
more than lyrics. And they'll just kind of throw out some lyrics and you'll sing it because it sounds nice, right? Uh, and so my podcast is more about, let's look at the song, let's examine it and it's, and it's holistic. Okay, is it biblical? Okay, does it make sense? Right. Even if it's biblical, do these themes even make sense in the song? And then what's the overall theme that can really help us doctrinally or theologically in our lives? And and I often approach it from a personal perspective. Right. What is when I listen to this song, what does it make me think of theologically or doctrinally? And what is what I need to then know? And I have to do something with. Right. Because we have to do something with scripture, as you say, Michelle, we can't just read the scripture and then think, fine, we we have to do something with that. And, And the why is is because. And I, I see this a lot now, and we've talked about this offline. All of us kind of started from a, a little bit more of a deconstructing, deconstructive negative view of we need to take apart so that people people can see the bad, you know, and we'd say we need they need to see the bad and the good, but we focus more on the bad. And now yeah. we've kind of gone out of that. And that's the same thing with me, right? I, I want this podcast, my podcast, to be a source a positive voice, I guess you could say, in a negative industry and culture, because there is worship wars may have gone away as, as the title but there is there is a war in worship music in the sense of what church do you sing songs from who do you what do they believe and i you know all that kind of stuff and it's just a lot of negative deconstructive thoughts and voices which aren't necessarily wrong but i want to add some a voice that says look there is also good and let's focus on the good that god does through songs because his word is always sufficient right you're talking about michelle it yeah. always comes it always yields so and I want to add, approach. yeah. Yep. And I want to add too that um, music is art. I've, I've said that on your podcast before too. <clears throat> and so one of the things that we didn't want to do this morning is um, ruin a good song for you. <laughs> so I mean, we're going to say some things that you know maybe we're like, ah, I don't really like that line, or maybe I don't, or I feel like that it might be missing this as we're considering the the big thought. Um, yeah. But we want to maybe help you uh, add this particular song to your playlist um, with confidence. And then also, um, j- but just remember music is art. It is, it does not replace scripture. And nope. so if right. you find that you're, you know, getting your Christian fix by listening to music, but you're not engaging with the revealed word of God, you're missing it. So there's yeah. no way that you could come to your theological conclusions, Joel, if you're not in the word to know what it says nope. um, and to be able to identify when maybe you need to use more discernment with a song. Yeah. And, um, you know, Vince, of course, his efforts help us do that. So um, anyway, where I'm, what I'm really excited about is that we are going to talk about um, an actual song. We're going to practically do what we do, we're going to do our thing. We're just going to do it together. How about that? Yes. Ain't no thing. Let's do it. All right. So, uh, Vince, talk about you threw this song out here. So we're going to throw you under the bus first. Oh, How did no. you, like, why did you say, how about let's use this song? And um, kind of like, what, what direction did you go? All right. So um, I noticed immediately that the, that the theme of trust was, uh, was, was all throughout the song. Um, uh, and I know that one of you was probably going to cover that already. Uh, and so I, I tried to look at it from a, a little bit of a different perspective. Um, because, yeah, trust is definitely within the uh, within the passage. Um, and uh, I think, like I said, one of you is probably going to uh, touch more on that later. Uh, but I'd like to I'd like to dive a little bit more about this concept that's within the bridge in the fourth line, which says, so I trust you, simply trust you, Lord, with 
every part of me. Now, when I read that, what comes to mind to me is this concept of complete and total surrender to God. Yeah. When And when I think about complete and total surrender, there's a couple of people in the Bible where I've seen that played out. Uh, and you'll probably see where I'm going with that as soon as I mention these characters. Uh, the first one is in Daniel 3 with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were told to bow down to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar, they simply refused. And when they were facing the fiery furnace, what they had said to him is that, well, all right, so we know that God can rescue us. He has the power to rescue us. And this is in verse 17. Um, and in 18, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods nor worship the golden statue that you have set up. What these three individuals, these friends of David, had revealed is two particular things. One is that they were completely sold out for God. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is that they face. If they face a blazing fire, and they know that God has, well, that's the second thing, is that he, they know that God has the power to rescue them from the fiery furnace. And they know that God has a choice to make. He could either rescue them or he could not rescue them. Now, in this particular case, he decided to. But in another instance, another biblical character in the New Testament, Stephen in Acts 7, hmm. after he had yeah. laid it out in front of his audience, he also completely surrendered to God. When in verse 59, he said, Lord, receive my spirit. That's in Acts 7, 59. And then no. he fell on his knees and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And then he fell asleep. He wasn't rescued. Yeah. But he still completely surrendered to God. And then, of course, we have Jesus himself, who, when he cried out to the Father three times, Lord, let this cup pass from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. He completely surrendered himself to the cross, and he did it for us. Yeah. Well, you know, I think about what, you know, you're, you're talking about this bridge and you're talking about trusting him and surrendering, right? But we can't, none of that happens without Christ to begin with, right? That's why I love the bridge of this song because the bridge goes, it starts with on that cross, how it was seen, I can now go ever trusting. I can now go, right? It's not on the cross, how it was seen. I trust, like I trust you now. It's no, I can I can now trust you because of what you accomplished on the Christ on the cross, Christ. Because of that, because you died for me, and then what could I bring? Your your gift is complete, and then you go. So I trust you, and I I surrender all of that over to you. It's it's you can't um you can't just emotionally have that movement in your heart where you're like I'm surrendering everything to I'm I've got unless you know what really the cost was, like you're saying, you know, Vince, you you have to know that Christ died first to make you able to do that. And if that's if that's not a part of your thinking, then are you really going to surrender everything? Because it's you're, I feel like we're going to be a little bit more close-fisted, right? Like, well, like you said, if I don't know scripture, if I don't know what God did through Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and Stephen and Christ himself, 
I'm going to be a little bit more. Mm, I mean, I, I'll I, I'll sing this part. I'll give you, Lord, every part of me. But, you know, I don't really know if I'm going to give you that. Right. How I treat my kids or how I treat my wife. Right. I don't wanna, I'll give you some of it. And, and I think that's important. And I, I love what you said. Vince. I think it's a really good point. So I um, <clears throat> I did do the the thing that Vince sought, which was I uh, head toward trust. Right. It's it's in the title. I, I'm not, you know, I don't get too clever as I go along and, um, I will trust my savior Jesus. And, but, and interestingly enough, I will trust my savior Jesus. And I know that Joel, you have more to say about that, but, um, I, I kind of wanted to talk about what is it to trust? What does that look like? Why should we trust? And, and what are some of the places in scripture that, um, that really talk about that. There's a lot of trust verses as it relates to the Psalms. And so that's kind of where I headed. And I ended up in uh, Psalm 33, actually. And uh, let me see, let me throw this up there. <clears throat> and I, um, so let's see, I, it starts out by at telling us that it, it's fitting for us to praise the Lord. Um, I really like that. I've done some word studies on that and it kind yeah. of basically said, it basically means it looks good on you. <laughs> it looks right. good on you when you praise the Lord. And, um, but it says for the word of the Lord holds true and we can trust everything he does. And there's two things in this Psalm that um, the actual word trust is mentioned twice, but the concept is all throughout it. But there's two things in verse four. It says that we can trust everything he does. And in, uh, in one of the last verses, it says uh, verse 21, let me start verse 20. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. I think the word shield is in our song too, which I think is cool. And in him, our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name. Now we trust in his name. Why? Not because the name, uh, it's not just like a, um, it, because it represents something. His name represents his character. So when I say I trust in his name, it's, it's, um, it's who he is. It's his office. It's his character. It's his authority. It's his position. It's all the things. So when I say, um, you know, because I'm thinking you know, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. The name matters, right? There's yeah. power in the name um, of Jesus. And so in this Psalm, we're, we, we can trust him because we can trust everything he does. We can trust his actions and we can trust who he is, everything yeah. about him, who he is. And so for me, I um, use that song as a jumping off point to really consider um, the trustworthiness of God. And I, yeah. and then I just sit here in this Psalm and then I would, I would unpack the Psalm, which I yeah. will eventually on my podcast, because I'm not going to spend all this time chatting about it and not actually do it. So, but anyway, I just think that for me, um, those two aspects are, are so huge um, because uh, it's, it's, he's not, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about the false gods, right? They yeah. would trust in the name, which of course they were not even real, um, mm-hmm. but they couldn't, even, they couldn't even do anything, right? Yep. They couldn't do anything. Yeah. 
they, they didn't have the power to do anything because they weren't really God. And yet, um, but we can trust in his name and his character because we can trust everything he does. And honestly, the Psalm goes, uh, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. So the Psalmist goes straight to the beginning as far as that goes. So anyway, that, that would be my take on, yeah. or that's where I would go with it. And then I would sit in scripture, right? And just let scripture inform me and tell me what it is that I should be trusting. Yeah, I hear you typing. That's that's Vince. Just... That's Vince typing. That's all right. Yeah, I, I was actually because when when you were talking, you're typing about... on like a 1980s keyboard. <laughs> no, I I just I just type very loudly, and everybody can hear it. Unfortunately, man, so aggressive. It's, Give those keys a break. Gosh, violent. <laughs> Stress ball. What is going on over here? Keep going, Vince. Attack those keys. Let's let's hear it. So when when you were talking about the false idols, it, it just reminded me of something, and I was looking it up. That's the typing. <laughs> in in Jeremiah five, uh, starting in verse twenty, um, Jeremiah is speaking and says, "Declare this in the house of Jacob and proclaim in Judah, saying, Now hear this, you foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear, who do not fear me, declares the Lord." Do you not tremble in my yeah. presence? For I have placed the sand as a boundary for the sea and eternal limit and will not cross over it. Yeah, it just it just reminded me of, of that. Um, and then I think there's another scripture that talks about idols, you know, that have eyes but do not see, have ears but do not hear, uh, have a mouth but do not speak, and those who worship them will be just like them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's, that's the thing. That's we a, trust in a lot of things. I guess the question yeah. is, what do we trust in? What do we find ourselves putting our trust in? And we trust in a lot of things that end up being false, yeah. that mm -hmm. end up um, having no having no voice in our lives. You know, this psalm talks about God being a creator, and he says um, at some point he said, uh, "I want to I want to quote it." Um, uh, the he made their hearts. So he understands everything they do. Yeah. I mean, he, he's create. He he made us. So yeah, he, and they is us. Um, he made our hearts, and he understands everything we do. That is um, someone that is uh, that has the authority, right? The creator yeah. gets to tell us um, uh, that that's how he made us. Like the watchmaker gets to say that the watch works a certain way, and so. Um, I think the thing is, is if you're having, if you're struggling um, to under to trust, I think you need to um, spend more time gazing into the face of the one that we're asking yeah. you to trust. And yeah. uh, of course, I'm talking about we're talking about God. Of course, Jesus is divine, and so when we trust our Savior Jesus, any quality that I that I can uncover here in Psalm 33 applies to Him as well. His the person of Jesus Christ. But um, Joel, I really want you to kind of pull back out what you were saying. Because this is um, this is life or death. This is salvation. This is yeah. not just um, we're not talking about uh, I trust him with my decisions today. Yeah. Um, we're talking about eternity. So yeah. let's talk about that, because that kind of comes out in the bridge a little bit of this particular yeah. song. Well, and you think you have to think about it, too. So trust. Yes. Trust in the general sense. Right. Which, you know, if you look at the definition is is basically just a firm belief in truth or ability or right. You, you're believing in something or someone. And that you're trusting, right? Trust in the general sense is not mutually exclusive. But when it comes to salvation, when it comes to our, our relationship with the Lord, it is mutually exclusive. Meaning, if I trust X, 
I'm not trusting God because if I'm just, if I'm, I, we cannot put less than basically a hundred percent into things because we're fallen. That's just what we do. So we're, we're never going to be able to just compartmentalize our trust in a very healthy way, typically because we're not perfect yet. And so when we trust in things other than the Lord, we are in that moment, not trusting the Lord. And so it's mutually exclusive, Hmm. but we have to solely put our trust at the very beginning of our our, our, our our faith walk, our journey in Christ and what he did, right? Romans says you have to believe with your heart, right? That Jesus, that uh, you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord uh, and believe with your heart that, that, that God raised him from the dead and then you're mm-hmm. saved, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to trust that that's real. And I've talked to many people, right? So my age group of millennials, we are in this huge deconstructive phase. So many millennials are deconstructing their faith and it's because they don't they they put their trust solely typically i'm not saying this is the only there's only reason why but the main reason is they put their trust completely in the church and the institution and their parents Mm -hmm. faith and the faith of others Mm -hmm. and not their faith in the relationship with the lord and who he is they didn't put their trust solely in the character they thought they did but because they thought by proxy i'm i'm trusting in the church but trust when it comes to things with the Lord is mutually exclusive. You cannot trust God and trust the church completely, right? And then you're not going to be like the Bereans who tested the word of the Lord against what Paul was saying. If they just said, all right, it's Paul, so I'm just going to trust him, right? That wouldn't have been the right thing to do. And that's why scripture says the Bereans were right to take scripture and put that against what Paul was saying and go, all right, we trust you, but we trust the word of the Lord more because that's the authority, right? So I can say, I trust that the church that I'm going to is healthy, but I trust God's sovereignty and his word and his authority more. And so I have to trust in that first and foremost. I trust in Christ and what he did on the cross first before I trust in what I think he's calling me to do now in my life, right? Because I can't trust what God's calling me to do now without first trusting in Christ and what he did on the cross, enabling me to see things through the lens, right? Because this that's what the song does. If we look at the song, right, if we look more than just the bridge, thematically, the song is about trusting Jesus, not just on the cross, but trusting that what he did on the cross informs our lives, right? You know, you, you guys quoted the Psalms. The Psalms are full. I mean, there's Psalm 77, which basically starts with, does, is God even there? Does he even remember me? And then he, then it's, then he even goes, my heart is saying he doesn't remember me, but then he goes, but I remember God's commands and God's word and, and what he's done in his faithfulness. And then even earlier in the Psalm, Psalm 19, which is, talks about God's instruction is perfect. I love Psalm 19 is a, a great chapter. Everyone should read, especially seven, basically to the end, right? Mm-hmm. Seven to 14, because it's halves. There's half of it is talking about God and his goodness and everything that he's doing, how that pertains to us, right? His instruction is perfect renewing one's life his testimony of the lord uh the testimony of the lord is trustworthy what's the result making the inexperienced wise all the things that god does that trusting him does to our life and then there's a prayer afterwards which i think we should pray and i'm not going to read it because you should all read psalm 19 so that's for you to do (laughs) but this song is very similar this song so thematically it's it's where am i right now with how i am trusting I need to I need to be better about that. And we talked offline, you know, lyrically, I don't it's not super clear. So I'm not going to knock the song and make people not like it. But I'm not going to be a stickler because I think the song is is more. It's not about let's have doctrinal clarity and let's be super clear when it comes to what it means to really trust God. It's more of 
I'd say it's like a Psalm 77, right? I'm going to trust my Savior Jesus when my darkest doubts befall. I trust trust him when to simply trust him seems the hardest thing of all, right? That doesn't make a ton of sense if you sing it like five times and you think about it a lot. You know, trust him when to trust him, when to simply trust him seems the hardest thing of all. He tells us when to trust him. It's it's all the time. Spoiler alert. It's all the time. Um, yeah, but I can, I mean, I can, I can kind of see the experiential aspect of it. Because yes. There are times where it just, it feels like, God, where are you? And that's, yeah. that's what, you know, Psalm 22, when Jesus quoted, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I don't think that he, that the father really forsook the father, but I think that Jesus was, he was just expressing just how he felt. Uh, it wasn't just Jesus. It was also David when he wrote this psalm, when he yeah. had his enemies surrounding him. He would, he would just express, God, where are you? Yeah. All this stuff is, is happening to me. Where are you? Yeah. And so that's, so I think from a, from a human perspective, uh, I, I would say that no, it's, it's probably not, um, you know, theologically, but, but from a human perspective, I think I would be okay with it uh, simply because they're, they're just being honest about, how they're feeling at that particular yeah. time, uh, and when we get to the you know to the to the chorus, uh, where it's where uh, where it says, "Help me trust you more and more," uh, that just goes back to where when Jesus had interacted with um, with someone who had a I think they had a child who's uh, who was demon possessed, and and they yeah. said to God. Help my uh, I believe. Help me on. Uh, help me with my unbelief. Yep. And right. so there, they were talking about the difference between intellectual and um, belief versus versus active trust. And and when I think about active trust, uh, all of us right now are sitting in a chair, where we are demonstrating our faith, our trust right. in our chairs by the act of sitting on them. And I think that's really what. City of Light is calling us to do. I know, Joel, in your podcast that you talk a lot about the call to action. Well, what is it that the song is calling us to do? What is it yeah. that it's asking us to do? And I think what it's asking us to do here is to ask God to help me do exactly as that man had said. I have intellectual faith, but help me to sit in the chair and yeah. to do things so that I demonstrate that I have my faith in you, my trust yeah. in you. That, yeah, Vince, is I was going to say, go. Vince, your 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 point as you as you opened is the thing. I mean, are we going to surrender? Is yeah. our act of surrender is proof of our trust? It's an, a kind of an external proof of our yeah. trust. Absolutely love that. Yeah, and it's you know, so I'm going back to mutually exclusive. Doubt and surrender are not mutually exclusive. They can operate simultaneously and they often do, right? If you read the Psalms, it's not like he wrote the Psalm. The Psalmist goes, I feel this, this stinks. I don't like this. And then, you know what? But God is good. And I'm just better now because I just read the Bible. I just remembered him. How could I, I don't doubt anymore. No, it's how many days do you have where you're like this song, right? You, he says, I, I will trust my Savior Jesus. He said his way is best. And you just you're, you, you think to yourself, okay, I know your way is best, but my kids are driving me absolutely nuts today. Like, I know your way is best, but I, I, where, I can't find any type of good at work in the past week, right? Like, I know it. I know your way is best, right? And the difference, though, is you don't just sing those words and say, I know, the way, you, I know your way is best. 
you have to know his way. It's what you're saying, Michelle. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what his actual way is, you're not you're not going to get anywhere. You have to go. I know I know your way is best, and I know what you say your way is. Right? It's right. not just the way to everlasting life, which this verse talks about. It's the way to joy and hope and peace this side of eternity. Right? Not that side of eternity that it's talking about too. And that's you. I love. That's why I love your podcast, Michelle, because. What you're saying is it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't even matter where the song is coming from. What you must do is you must return to scripture and you must let that dwell in you richly or mm -hmm. else you're not going to get anywhere. And right? transform the way you think Amen. so that it transforms the way you respond, right? So exactly. even the psalm that I pulled out today, it starts out with praise because of all the other things, right? And so it says praise looks good on you because God is worthy of our praise. And and so it the, all everything that you learn about in the psalm following should change the way you think about God so that you can then respond in praise. Yeah. So um I, I want to pull something out that you said Joel earlier. <laughs> Ooh, I mean I may be a little bit controversial here. Oh. Uh, uh -oh. you said on. your generation um I'm thinking of and uh I'm thinking of even so I I often say what we celebrate gets repeated. Yes. And I have been, um, I don't want to throw my own church's media department under the bus, but, um, hey, so, some church, you know, yeah. well, now it's too late. You've already said your church. Well, you it's been my church. It's been my church. It's been previous churches. It's, I see it all the time. The, I'm thinking of the testimony videos, right. That say, um, I came to church at XYZ church and my life is changed. Just for the record, for the audience, I, that's water you're drinking, right, Joel? In your little oh no, it's it's straight vodka. That's the only okay. way I get through today. That's that's in alive. It's my favorite. You know when he says your way is best, I need to trust <laughs> you. Just you. Dis you just disregard like, it. Well, I mean, and, and this is wine right here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> coffee. Everyone, I'm knows kidding. This it is water. Coffee. It is. Would you would you think I'm just gonna like? Hey, no. we're on a live stream talking about Jesus. Let's get toast. No, let's get out of here. You're like one of those workout guys. There's like, look, show me how awesome I am because I'm drinking a gallon of water a day. I'm well, sorry. I will say I'm, I'm actually I am like a, a a clothing mullet right now. I'm wearing a, a button down, but I'm also wearing gym shorts because literally after this, I have to go to the gym and coach CrossFit. So like I joked with my wife. I was like, I'm a mullet. I'm part business up top, party down low because mm -hmm, I've got my mm -hmm. gym shorts on. Anyway, continue. My stuff. Right, let's digression. go back. So we, <laughs> when, what, we what we celebrate gets repeated. And so in yeah. the testimony videos, I guess I'll challenge my own church and uh, the, uh, churches all around the world that whatever gets celebrated gets repeated. And so I think what has happened sometimes is we have this culture of now in their defense, you know, I'm thinking of some friends that just did their testimony video. Their life changed happened in that place. Right. You know, the message was proclaimed. The gospel was clearly proclaimed and they responded to it. And yeah. and if you ask them on the street, they would say, Jesus changed my life. Right. Yeah. But in the video or in the whatever, we'll say, you know, we love X, Y, Z church because and I feel like in in that perspective, I just I want to I want to elevate Jesus. I want to elevate the cross. I want to elevate what um the truth of scripture and i and i know that um especially in a new believer sometimes those things are all together right because this is the place that this happened and it didn't happen in other places i've been to a, another church and that didn't happen the gospel wasn't proclaimed i didn't have an opportunity to respond i don't i'm not growing i'm not being challenged and so 
yeah, it's the place where the faithful people are doing the thing and that's where you're receiving it. Um, but, uh, I, for for your and for all generations but you were just saying for my generation i think sometimes we put our place our trust in the church yeah. and i and i want to say because i think sometimes the church encourages that yeah and you know so to be fair for a lot of people right like once again we've said this we're not perfect right we're humans right i have a master's in psychology looking right in front of me and it reminds me that we are affected by the things that we go through and the places that we went through them at right so negative and positive Right. So for millennials, the negative that they experienced at the hands of the church, now they take as an association to the Lord and their relationship with the Lord. The same right. thing is the positive, right? You experienced salvation through Christ through through the medium of the church, right? As God has called us, we have to be hands and feet. So the church was the hands and feet. And then because of they were the hands and feet, you, the Holy Spirit, used that. And then you saw, the, okay, I need Jesus. I need to be saved. Called upon his name, right? He saved you. And you you go, okay, so I have this really healthy, positive association between my salvation and the church from which Genesis, right, where it happened. And it's hard to not then just say, this church changed my life. And I think what you're trying to say and what we need to say is we have to give proper language, right? It's not, we don't need to be the people that go, no, no, you were saved through Christ. You just went to church and it's good. No, right. just say, yes, that's great. I'm glad that God changed your life through the church, right? Isn't that wonderful? And they'll go, yes, God changed my life through the church. And I'm like, hey, I want to I ask a question to that person. How else have you seen Jesus use this church, right? And then just reframe it. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I'm going like to throw up an, a comment here by Jessica. She says, there's tons of people every day that talk about all of the things that help them know Jesus more, and none of them were the Bible. Oh, wow. And so... How I love what you just said. How can we? <laughs> Joel said, when something was going to be good, he was going to take off the glasses and give the look, and here it goes. All right, nice Jess, job, you Jessica. Got the look. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's a but, great observation. So I really, but I love the solution of what you just offered, Joel, which is we can because we're in our because we're a little bit further down the road. My my mentor used to say we're higher in the tree. We can help them reframe their experiences to be aligned with, with what the word says. And so oh. it should excite them to know that their experience is consistent with a truth in scripture. Yeah. Yeah. The new believers are going to be like that, right? You know, if there's, if there's someone who is, so let's use Paul's language, milk versus meat, right? If this is someone who has been eating meat for a long time and they've been a Christian for a long time and they're mature, but they always go back to like, like um, Jessica saying, they don't talk about how the Bible informs what Jesus has done and how Jesus has helped them, right? Then you go, okay, let's, we need to talk, right? But if it's a new believer, you know, we don't throw a wet blanket on a new believer who's super excited about no, how, what right. God did and right, they don't have the proper language. But yeah, I think Jessica makes a really good point. You have, let's, let's talk to these people who have been for a while. And this is what I think we, we run into the, a lot of these people, right? We run into a lot of these people in our own daily interactions of who have been Christians, right? For a long time. And yet their faith is found mainly just in experience, mm-hmm. right? Not in in their the dwelling in the word, right? In 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 resting and trusting in God and what his word says is true. Right. Yeah. Vince, we cut you off like twice. What were I'm you so say? sorry, Vince. <laughs> it's okay. Um now I was I was thinking about that comment as well and and um and I the other thing I was thinking about is not just the Bible, but Oftentimes, when I hear a testimony, I I rarely 
hear the word Jesus anywhere within the testimony. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because I, at my particular church, we did a, um, we did a, I think a four or five week study on uh, Bill Hybels, um book, uh, To Walk Across the Room. And there were two things that I remember that came out of that. One is he talks about the scale, about negative 10 to positive 10. Sometimes our job is to get someone from, from negative nine to negative seven, which right. is talking about negative 10 is someone who's not at all interested in Christianity, positive 10 is completely someone who's on fire for God. Um, and it, it, it was really bringing this point about team effort when it comes to helping people to cross that line of faith. Uh, but the the other thing that's that's more relevant to what we're talking about that we did as, as part of the study that wasn't in the book, um, it was practicing our testimony. And there was a couple rules that we had to follow. First of all, it had to be a hundred words or less, uh, which is hard to do. Yes. Second of all, we could not use any church language, so it couldn't be any Christianese. So if we talked about salvation, well, we had to talk about rescue instead. If we're going to talk about hell, we mm. got to talk about uh, separation from God. Um, uh, if we're going to talk about, uh, you know, faith, then, then we need to talk about active trust. Mm. Uh, so th those are sorts of the things. And then it also had to follow a formula. We had to talk about before we knew Christ. And then we had to talk about what happened that caused us to come to know Jesus and, and kind of who we are afterwards how how we've changed because of jesus um and then the fourth thing is that we had to use the word jesus in our testimony mm. Mm. so <clears throat> here's a question because we've been talking about this right from the perspective of okay we're looking at the song we're looking at trust we're looking at all that kind of stuff but what what about in our own life what's a what's a time in our own life you guys, or I can go first, it's up to you, but where, where, and let's go recent. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be this, I was in the depths of despair and everything was dark and I couldn't see and I went blind for a day. It doesn't have to be that. It can be, it could just be, hey, you know, finances were tight or it could just be something simple or like I was, had a hard conversation with my daughter and I mm -hmm. was really wrestling with what I needed to say, how I was supposed to say it, right? So what's a time in your life or detail a time in your life where you had to enact this, this kind of childlike yet also incredibly mature trust in the Lord. So I was thinking of something really practical when you were talking about it earlier about, um, speaking of memes, we were talking about memes ahead of time. And it was like one of those memes where he was like that time when the Holy ghost said that I needed to delete the, the comment I was about to make. And I laughed because I literally did that yesterday. I typed out, you know, um, something like Vince, it sounded like, like, Vince, Vince. like Vince on his keyboard. <laughs> and, and I, um, and I have to just, yeah, thank you. We've got, we've got a, we've got a sound effect string going we on. We do. We do. Um, and I literally just, you know, hit the, hit the delete button because his ways are, are not my ways. Right. So my way is to, um, put my two cents in mm. and, uh, you know, it, but, but, uh, here's the thing. So I prayed, I gave a holy pause. Um, I, I, I literally asked, okay, father, is this something that, um, I, I need to say, is it, um, 
it it was about someone and it and you know it's like i'm trying to protect the situation by giving yeah. more information that kind of thing and sometimes that's called for um and sometimes it's not and so i think that trusting that um when you lack wisdom that you can ask him and he'll give it to you james says and so i lacked wisdom i asked and i you know it, it was just like silence is golden michelle you know the and really the the fewer words, I'm um, yeah. a lot of proverbs. Just you know, more words make us foolish, and the foolish person vents in anger, and the wise person quietly um, files it away. And I'm like, so that's my new. Um, I just have to trust him that that's wisdom that yeah. that that was a wise choice. And yeah. uh, so it's a real practical daily surrender to his way, not our way. No, that's my. You, sh you should put that up as your little banner. The uh, what was it that um, the foolish person uses many words, uh, but the other uh, or vents in anger, but the yeah, wise person. I'll find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find I'm, it. I'm gonna put it up in the banner. I gave you permission to put your own statement up on the banner because I want. You to, <laughs> I think you need to <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we Joel. talked about that before. What about right, you? I'll, I'll go next. Mine's mine's a little bit um, it, it it's gonna be a little bit darker. Um, oh. Yeah, but yeah, you know, maybe you can. Um, well, it, it does have a little bit of a positive ending now. All right, so um, back in 2015, um, my wife and I, we had been trying to get pregnant for two years at the time. Um, and lo and behold, we were finally successful. Uh, and we had gone to the beach and we were, you know, we were all giddy and happy about this pregnancy. And um, we weren't sure if it was a boy or a girl. And so if it was a boy, it would have been Ben. If it was a girl, it would have been Hannah. And so we, uh, well, my mother-in-law, she decided to um, impromptu name this unborn child uh, Ben Hannah because that, we, we weren't sure what it was going to be. So uh, so it was Ben Hannah for a while. Um, about 19 weeks into the pregnancy, my wife, she was at her church and uh, she was using the bathroom and then her water broke. Mm. Yeah. So she was rushed off to the hospital. There was nothing that they could do about it. Um, losing Ben Hanna was is, is, has been the most um, painful thing that I've ever experienced. Trusting God through that was very hard. Mm. My wife, she was very angry with God. She had to give birth uh, to our dead baby. Uh, that that was not a very fun experience. Mm -hmm. um, but there was there was some good that came out of that, and that's that's the happy ending that I was talking about. Shortly after, there was a couple of scripture that I was looking at uh, that was very comforting. Uh, one of them was in in Job one that talked about when Job had lost his family and he had all these sores and stuff like that, and said. Um, you know, God gives and takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Um, and I, I really like that attitude. So I was like, you know what? This sucks. I, I hate this, but I'm going to start adopting this attitude of Job. God's still on his throne. He's still blessed. Uh, I'm not going to curse at him. I'm not going to give up my trust in him. And I'm going to trust that he knows what he's doing in my life. And there's a reason why he allowed this to happen. Um, and then I was also reminded in the New Testament, Romans 5 through through 5, Hebrews 12, 4 through 11, um, 
James 1, 2 through 4, which all talk about perseverance uh, and, and discipline and the, the peaceful fruits that come about from that. Mm. Uh, a couple, couple of weeks after I was looking into these verses, uh, the, some of the chat sites that I was frequenting, all of a sudden I started getting these private messages from people. These were people who were hurting uh, and they just needed somebody to talk to. They needed somebody to listen. I didn't realize it at the time, but but I, I realize it now that through this process of losing my son and looking at these scriptures and all of these people who kept sharing this stuff with me, what God was teaching me to do was to have empathy and compassion for other people, which I didn't have before, not much. I mean, there was a little bit, but not to the depth where I have it now. Uh, where I can I can learn to listen to people and just say I'm sorry that you're going through this can I pray for you which is not, it's not something I was doing before so not only was he teaching me compassion he was teaching me how to actively listen to other people hmm. uh, so that's uh, the happy ending as well is that shortly after my wife got pregnant again uh, she gave birth to a beautiful bumbling little girl um, we love her dearly she's she's awesome she's very smart. Um, and uh, it, we just we just love it. And although I will, and I believe that I'll get to see my son again, and I'm I'm very sad that he's gone. Um, there was some great things that came out of that, hmm. and and all that came about because I decided that I was going to adopt Job's attitude and I was going to trust in God. Hmm. And th- I mean, thanks one for sharing it. That's huge. I mean, that's not a small thing to just tell it doesn't matter how many people listen to this right. uh, it's reliving hurt and pain regardless of what our current viewpoint of it is now is never easy so i'm just i'm appreciative that you would say hey this is the time that i'm going to share that i didn't wasn't looking for that when i asked for someone to share a, a trust moment but i'm glad that you, you felt that you could so thanks man yeah yeah it was just uh, i mean when you asked that question i i, I was i mean when before we did this podcast i was i was i was praying about this and i was thinking should i share this should i not do it but then he asked the question i'm like okay that's <laughs> the, the that's the sign the holy spirit yeah exactly well it's an example of the comfort that god gave you you've given to others even as people watch it i, I just fully believe that that they will be comforted with the same comfort that god comforted you and um so thank you so much for sharing that yeah all right, Joel, you're last on deck, and then I'm sure we'll wrap this up. But what is a practical yeah. time that yeah. you trusted? I mean, like, here's mine. A fool v- gives full vent to his uh, spirit or to his anger, but a wise man quietly holds it back. So I won't vent with anger. Okay, um, don't vent. No, but so if you followed Theology of Music for this past year, you know that my family went through a significant change just in everything, right? So used to be in ministry, used to be a pastor, thought... Um, I guess I just don't even know why I thought that, but I was, I was married to the idea that I was going to be a pastor forever, right? I was just going to be in the church. Um, and then God through a really bad break with the church, uh, up, up North said, no, you're done. Uh, and that was tough. I mean, it, it was not a good break. It, the, the stuff afterwards didn't go well, the, how people on, our side after things went down that were used to be in, that used to be very invested in my life that how that happened didn't wasn't good for our family and so it was just a lot of pain and and hardship and then you know you're I'm unemployed and we hadn't moved yet and so I'm sitting there with way too much time on my hands 
just thinking about how everything sucks, right? And my wife, you know, says now, not in the moment, she was, you were insufferable. Like you was, mm -hmm. it was miserable because I had to also not be upset. And you were just so down and so downtrodden and so angry. Uh, and I was, and I was trying to just help my kids watch the kids from my wife, just do as, as much as I can around the house while I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing next. Right. And then, but then God, right. Through my family in a way that I never would have been open to had he not humbled me in this way, used them to help me get back on my feet. Right. So my brother and sister work in corporate America and I was always like, no, right. I'm in the church. I, I am doing the Lord's work. And because of that, I don't need corporate America. Yes, you make a lot of money and that's really great, but I am happy in Jesus. No, and what it, and it, God showed my arrogance in that. And he showed, and this was the trusting part. It was trusting that God, what he was doing in the pruning and the bringing me low and the putting me through a lot of hardship, right? And a lot of pain and stuff that I'm still working through with counseling was good because it, it opened doors for me to step out in faith. Something that I always said, I am, I'm known for. I don't need to know what's, what is in front of me. I'll just step out in faith. God, you just, you just say go and I'm going to go, right? It doesn't matter. And, and he put, he put my money where my mouth is. And, and so in that moment, I'm unemployed. I'm interviewing at corporate America and I'm like, all right, I'm going to work from home. Well, if that's the case, let's move, let's get out of the north because the north is terrible. Let's go somewhere else. So we went down south. So we moved without a job yet, right? We took wow. all the stimulus money that that we got last year, uh, all the tax return money, and we were like, <laughs> you know what? This is going to moving expenses. We're gonna go live with your your sister Joanna and her husband. With so four people moved in with two people. Now there's six in a house, right? I, I don't do math. There we go. Six. There we go. Um. I don't know, like out of nowhere. And while I'm still interviewing, still no job. Um, and God was just so kind and he gave us a place to land. And then I got the job and then we found a place within a week to move into. And then I started working at Cisco from home. And I've experienced so much more joy with my family than I did in ministry, right? Because I am able to, I'm, I'm able to now invest in my family and be with my family. But trust part number two, I have to trust that his what he's telling me to do now with my family is the best way, right? So he's done that. He's given me this time with my family. Now it's time to put my money where my mouth is and saying, I trusted you to bring me here. Now I need to take that and disciple and love my family and lead them to you and shepherd their souls towards you, God. Not, mm -hmm. oh, now I have a ton of time. It's now I can rest, right? right? And that's so it's the trust looked different in different parts of this season. But it's still the same and it calls for the same type of action, which is just to, to, in my scope of influence, love others as Christ would love them and point them to him. Yeah. And as we wrap up, I just want to remind everybody just kind of like where we started as far as like we're three friends, but we really um, we believe in the word. We believe that the word is God's revealed word that he has revealed himself to us. And his word says that we can trust him. We can trust yeah. everything that he does. The um, we can trust his ways. So you guys have talked about two different ways that we can trust in 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 what he does, <clears throat> and even when what he does is really painful, yeah, and, or what he allows is really painful, and um, 
and but we can trust in what he does, but we can trust in his name. And so I just I encourage everyone to just continue to to seek his face, to seek to I, I say seek his face before you seek his hand, you know. Mm, yeah. um, and so get to know him for who he is. And that should lead to a greater depths of trust. Um, and you're, and it's a, a solid foundation. The truth of his word is a solid foundation. Amen. Um, so I am, I've just been so blessed by having this conversation with you guys. Um, I, I have added this song to my playlist. I love it because I can sing back to the Lord, yeah. uh, my desire to trust him. And I can sing back to him some of the things that he's done. Um, and we can trust in everything that he does, especially in uh, the way that he sent his son to die for our sins. Amen. And that um, so that we can experience his salvation and then and then be ministers <laughs> in the world. Right. So we're yeah. all called the ministry. Right. And um, and so the song in- musically is good, too. I will say it's great. Yeah, the it's melody great. is really easy, eminently singable. It's congregationally friendly from that perspective. So if you were to bring it to your church, like it's going to be easy to pick up. Yeah. It's not a hard song to learn and it's really good. So. I love hanging out with you guys. Any final thoughts as we kind of log off? We're so thankful for everyone who was able to be with us live. We had a few people that just hung in the whole time and I'm so thankful for that. This will be available. Um, uh, we'll be able to post it. And uh, I think Joel, you're going to use it with your podcast. I'm going to use some clips too. And uh, so we'll make this available. <laughs> oh, here we go. Look at us. Hey, Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. That's hilarious. Had to end with that. Can I pray for the viewers? Let's let's just pray for you guys and I'll pray for the viewers and then we'll say, say goodbye. All right. Thank you, Father, so much for this opportunity to come together um, to, as friends, to challenge each other um, uh, with our with not only with truth from the word, but also with our experiences and our testimony of how trustworthy you are and how uh, surrender to you um, goes well for us. You know, we we just we thank you that you've uh, that you know us inside and out, and we pray that you would continue to reveal yourself to us through your word, through um, our experiences, and I pray that we today, the listener as um, and the viewer, would choose today to trust you more than they did maybe an hour ago, and that that would lead to a surrendered heart, life, but also in action. And I thank you that you are trustworthy and may we uh, praise you for it because it looks good on us Mm. in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And also I didn't get to say this, but a book recommendation, if you're wrestling with unbelief and trust, help my unbelief by Barnabas Piper, the son of John Piper. And stop focusing. Awesome. I want to say, like, I have got a couple comments coming out. Somebody says, thank you for a completely unique, thought-provoking, playful conversation that brings glory to God. Thanks, Michael. Um, We said, Danny Whitaker, hi from Singapore. He said, caught you for the last moments. And so he'll be able to see um, a uh, replay of that later. And I'm just thankful for you guys and for this time. Let's do it oh, again, shall we? I was about we? to say, let's do it again. This is Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. the um, A lot of fun. Invite. All right, guys. See you later. So talk to see you later. Have a great day. Enjoy your day, everyone.